Welcome to this APTA podcast. Defining Moments spotlights a particular moment, incident, or case that either led the writer to a career in physical therapy or confirmed why he or she chose to become a physical therapist or physical therapist assistant. This is the account, in her own words and voice, of Susan Ozog, PT-DPT. She has practiced for Fairlawn Rehabilitation Hospital in Worcester, Massachusetts. Throughout the educational process in school, teachers often encourage students to come up with five and ten-year plans to help guide them on their professional path. I assume it's meant to be a blueprint of their professional purpose that they can refer to if they start to feel they're losing their way. Like my classmates, I made a ten-year plan. Then I basically blew it to smithereens. I switched out the bright lights of television news broadcasting, wearing suits and chasing down stories, and replaced my daily life with one less glamorous, providing physical therapy, wearing scrubs, and helping patients navigate recovery in the face of new disabilities. My massive career path change was born out of inspiration by my mom, who was a passionate massage therapist, and a reality that was much less inspiring, sleep deprivation. The realization that I wanted more work-life balance manifested first. Working as a television news anchor, reporter, and producer, I kept a rather odd schedule. I imagined that the way I felt during my time in Kansas doing the news was comparable to the sleep deprivation many parents feel with caring for a newborn. I would wake up at midnight on Friday and Saturday nights after maybe four hours of sleep to begin producing and anchoring my two-hour morning show for CBS News in Wichita. Then I would switch to reporting for either the early or late evening news during the weekdays. After having one and a half days off, I would start that grueling schedule all over again. I'd like to say my body and mind adjusted to that grind, but instead I became chronically exhausted. I was able to get out of my three-year contract with that station thanks to a physician diagnosing me with a shift work sleep disorder. After I quit that job, I slept the better portion of two weeks. I started to make arrangements for my next TV news journalist job when I had this nagging feeling that I needed something vastly different. This was my mother's influence coming into play. I no longer wanted to just chase stories that were overwhelmingly sad or controversial. I wanted to participate in people's lives to directly provide some healing. I envied my mother, who found deep satisfaction in her work as a massage therapist and exercise enthusiast. During this time, I also read a great article by Mark Manson, whose simple message reframed my whole way of thinking about my future. Instead of simply asking what you want out of life, happy family, good job, financial stability, he suggested thinking about what type of struggle you're willing to endure to get what you want out of life. Defining that struggle made my career path a little clearer, even when it seemed more like a meandering river. Despite how different my two careers might seem, there's a common thread that keeps me enthralled, the humanity in both. I've chased down tornadoes, political campaigns, and gritty crime, but it's never been about the big picture for me. It's about the reward of listening to people's stories and helping people find their way again in the face of struggle. And I get struggle. Out of the blue, eight years ago, I got the call that my mom was in the hospital following two ruptured brain aneurysms, putting my brother and me in charge of ultimately choosing to take her off life support. Every once in a while, 
My mind drifts back to the month following the grim diagnosis that ultimately led to her death. And no matter how much time passes, it's still painful. However, the pain also reminds me of the extraordinarily compassionate healthcare providers who took care of her and my family during her downward spiral, washing her gnarled hair from weeks of bed rest in the ICU, communicating constantly with every bit of bad news regarding her health condition, and patiently and thoroughly providing options when her health started declining rapidly. The extent of her brain damage excluded my mother from stroke rehab, but now as I am practicing in an inpatient rehab facility, whenever I work with someone who has had a stroke or other serious medical condition, I remember that these moments in rehab may impact people forever. They might not remember my face, especially now that we're required to wear masks, but they'll remember how the experience made them feel. If I can somehow impact someone's life for the better so that they can achieve some level of quality of life, then I feel intrinsically rewarded. One patient I remember is a woman whose recent stroke left her with hemiparesis on the right side. A year earlier, she'd had a left knee amputation. She had been staying in bed for a month when I met her because she was afraid she was going to fall when transferring from the bed into a wheelchair. She had a full-on panic attack when I introduced a slide board to her, and it took me an hour to work through her anxiety to transfer her into a wheelchair. During her stay, she went from being terrified of getting out of bed to using her brand new permanent prosthesis. Between the prosthetist and my encouragement, she stood for the first time in a year and a half. This patient, whose recent Emma was laying in bed and living a primarily sedentary life, leaned on me for both physical and emotional support, and I felt as if my life experiences helped me to meet that need. I developed a trusting relationship with that patient, and in turn, she was able to move about more freely again. I'm roughly two years out of PT school, and I would say I still feel good about my career change. Is the physical therapy profession perfect? No. The student debt to income ratio is clearly a problem. However, there are ways to erase or at least ease the debt with public service loan forgiveness and other programs. Is healthcare perfect? No. But the vast majority of my patients do get better with the work that I do, and that is intrinsically rewarding. Is physical therapy stressful? School was hard, but the stress from practicing physical therapy is far less than at any given time working in broadcast news. People have no idea what goes into the chaotic daily life of being on top of current events. As a physical therapist, I enjoy having a schedule, being active all day long, and then being able to go home and let my hair down for the evening. Is my current life how I pictured 10 years ago? No way. However, I like my new blueprint for life, and I intend to stick with it and build upon my 10-year plan for years to come. You can find more APTA podcasts like this one on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify, or by visiting apta.org slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.